Remember, a Hallmark card when you care enough to send the very best. From Hollywood, the makers of Hallmark greeting cards bring you Dana Andrews in the story of John Hancock on the Hallmark Playhouse. Each week, Hallmark brings you Hollywood's greatest stars in outstanding stories chosen by one of the world's best-known authors, the distinguished novelist, Mr. James Hilton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James Hilton. Tonight on our Hallmark Playhouse, we dramatize a biography by Lorenzo Sears, the story of a man whose signature may well be the best known in our history, John Hancock. If you've ever visited the Library of Congress in Washington, almost certainly you've examined the actual document of the Declaration of Independence. And you'll have noticed that John Hancock's signature not only heads the list, but is written in letters so strong and firm that, as was said at the time, George III could read it even without his glasses. John Hancock personally was rather like his signature, strong and firm. He was also very human and a man of many talents. To play his part tonight, we have chosen one of Hollywood's finest and most popular actors, Dana Andrews. And now here is Frank Goss from the makers of Hallmark Cards. While the pleasure Christmas cards bring can never be measured... Isn't it good to know that Hallmark cards are priced the same this year as they were last year, and the year before, and the year before that? And that the quality of Hallmark cards has constantly improved throughout the years? Yes, today, just as for many Christmas seasons, that Hallmark on the back of your card is looked for and welcomed. It tells your friends you cared enough to send the very best. And now, Hallmark Playhouse presents Lorenzo Sears' John Hancock. Starring Dana Andrews. Many people had known John Hancock, but there was one especially, a charming old lady of 84, whose name as a girl had been Dorothy Quincy. Old people like to talk. They like to turn their minds to roam over the past, especially when their own past is already a part of history. History, yes. His name is in all the history books now. And yet when people ask me, what was John Hancock like? I find it hard to give a simple answer. He had so many different moods, gay and severe, Angry and gentle. You know, it almost seems to me there were many John Hancocks, and I knew them all. I'm so proud of that. And, of course, the one I think of first is the young man. The way he looked when he came back from England. Oh, he was so handsome. So assured. Such a grand style in the way he looked and talked. 
his uncle was very ill and had gone to the house on an errand one morning. And it was young John who opened the door. Yes? Oh, I... I'm calling on Madame Hancock. Is she at home? Come in. May I ask who's calling? Well, may I ask who's asking? <laughs> well, I'm John Hancock, Mrs. Hancock's nephew. John Hancock. Well, I would hardly have recognized you. I'm Miss Quincy. Miss Quincy? Which Miss Quincy? Dorothy Quincy. Dorothy? <laughs> Why, you were a little girl when I went abroad. You've grown up. Those things happen with the passing of time, Mr. Hancock. Yes, evidently. Dorothy, my dear, how nice to see you. Good morning, Mrs. Hancock. Mother sent over some jellies for Mr. Hancock. Oh. She thought that might tempt his appetite. Well, that was very kind of her. Have you two young people been renewing your acquaintance? You certainly have. Dorothy's my favorite child in the entire city, and certainly the belle of the town. Yes, I can see why she would be. I beg pardon, but Mr. Hancock is asking for young Master John. Well, I'll go right up. Good morning, Uncle Thomas. Good morning, John. Come sit beside me. I have much to talk to you about, and little time to say it. The doctor said you shouldn't tire yourself. Doctors always passing out pills and shouldn't. I am leaving your aunt well provided for, and in your trust, I am leaving my warehouses, my ships, and my faith in the future of these colonies we are trying to raise. You spent a good time abroad. I'd like to know that your mind, your heart, your energies are devoted now to your home. They will be. My real allegiance is here, not abroad. I'll fight for this land against all enemies. And I'll fight to make her the kind of land of which all men dream. A land where the liberties of the individual are sacred. Where the people are self-governed. Where You're they... talking revolution, my boy. We are all subjects of the King of England. I don't think we're going to remain subjects of the King of England. The King has gone too far of late with taxations. The Lord's Parliament has been passing reek of tyranny. It's not to be borne. If the rest of the lads we've raised in this country think as you think, then there will be revolution. And from revolution, true freedom. There will be revolution, Uncle Thomas. And there will be freedom. I wish I might live to see it. Even if you don't see it, you have helped sow the seeds from which it will come. Yes, there were many John Hancock. There was the Cavalier, young and dashing. There was the Patriot, warm-hearted and cool-headed. And there was the man who, quiet with grief, admitted me to the Hancock house one other morning. I can never forget. Good morning, Dorothy. Oh, shall I get your bags out of the carriage? Servants have already taken the carriage around to the side. Come in. John. I... I'm sorry about the death of your uncle. Yes, it, it was quite a blow. We expected it, of course, but even so. Yes, of course. It was very kind of you to come and be a companion to Aunt Lydia for a while. 
I'm sure you'll be a most agreeable distraction. And she needs someone to take her mind off her loss. I was very happy to come, John. I... I had thought to be calling on you before this, but with all my uncle's affairs to take care of... I, I understand. I have been thinking of you. I have been thinking of you. Oh, excuse me. Jim! Come in. What brings you here at this time of day? Uh, there's trouble in the dock, John. Your vessel, the Liberty, is in port, you know. Yes, of course I know. She's just come in with the cargo. And your captain got in a row with one of the English... ...the English customs officials and locked him up on your ship. Crew is putting the goods on dock right now. Are they? Well, don't you think you'd better go down and make an attempt to restore order? No. You don't? Jim, the British have been seizing our sailors and forcing them to work on their ships. One of them was rescued only today. I can see no reason under the circumstances to honor the revenue laws or the representatives of the English crown. You can't openly defy the English crown. I do openly defy it. And in time, we shall all openly defy it. My ship is well named. I consider her name a good omen. The Liberty? The Liberty. without representation. I want this country to have its own government, its own leaders. You're talking revolution. You're talking treason. I'm talking revolution, but not treason. Dorothy, I'm talking loyalty. Loyalty to the original beliefs that brought our fathers to this country. We're not an English colony. We're a new nation. And we must show the world that we're a new nation dedicated to liberty. Inevitable that we must fight, Harvey. And the sooner begun, the sooner ended. And the sooner we can set to work establishing the kind of government we want to live under. You sound as though you actually believe we could win a war with England. We must win it. Yes, he often said that. It was part of his dreams. And there was poetry in his dreams, so that even his anger had a sort of poetry in it, as if he knew that history was going to be on his side. There was one night I sat in the study with Aunt Lydia. John was talking to Sam Adams in the next room. We didn't have to eavesdrop. You could have heard him all over the house. The devil take that blasted tea. I say, let's dump it into the harbor. The king has threatened to transport all rebels to England for trial. Let's not lose sight of that, John. But, Sam, 
Before he can transport us to England, he's got to capture us and get us out of the country, and that will take some doing. I could do with a good cup of tea right now. I'll brew you a cup in Boston Harbor. If there's any brewing to be done, I'll either hand it in myself. John, if we were to consider such a thing, which, of course, we would not for a moment, how would we get on board? I've thought of that. We'll put on war paint. There will be an unexpected Indian uprising. It can be done, Sam. We can get on board, dump that tea over, and get off. And no one will ever know who made the attack. The British won't think it's Indians for one minute. I know they won't. But they won't know who the exact people were. No one will ever know. Are you with me, Sam? Here's my hand on it, John. What happened? Well, if you'd like a cup of tea, you can have a fine, strong one for yourself from Boston Harbor. John, where is this all going to end? To live and not to be free, Dorothy, is not to live at all. I don't want to die. None of us do. I want to live in this land, be a part of its growth. I want to raise children that will live as free citizens under an elected government. I want to plan a future with you, Dorothy. You want to plan a future with me, John? You knew that, didn't you? You've never spoken. I wasn't sure how you felt. These are difficult, uncertain times. I didn't feel I had the right to speak. In difficult, uncertain times, John, it is well to have some certainty. Dorothy, then... May I go to your father? May I ask him for the honor of your hand in marriage? Nothing would give me greater happiness. I may be leading you into a life of great anxiety, even danger. Wherever you lead, John, I shall feel privileged to follow. Well, this has been quite a night for me. I have struck a blow for liberty and surrendered liberty, too. Dorothy, I shall remember the hope of this night as long as I live. The hope of living with you in a free country. We must achieve that hope for those who live now and for all who will come after us. a moment, we will return to the second act of John Hancock, starring Dana Andrews. In your family, do you put your presents under the tree on Christmas Eve? We do. And the excitement of that day. Every time someone goes through the room, they take a peek at the tags. Even if you have no curiosity about what's inside, you can't help thrilling to the beauty of the wrappings. Yes, gift wrappings are certainly part of the excitement of Christmas. And you can make your gifts the ones everyone reaches for and wants to open first on Christmas morning if you choose Hallmark Coordinated Gift Wrappings. You see, these are something different and special in gift wrappings. They're coordinated colors and designs styled by the famous Hallmark artists. The designs on the paper are scaled for the size of the box you're wrapping. There are ones for big boxes and little boxes. Gift wrappings that appeal to men. Delicate designs for your feminine gifts. 
And, of course, the right gift wrappings to delight the children. So this year, make it a point to wrap your gifts beautifully with Hallmark Matched Gift Wrappings. You'll find them at fine stores across the country. You'll know them by their beauty and by that familiar Hallmark and crown you always look for on the back of cards when you cared enough to send the very best. Now back to James Hilton and the second act of John Hancock, starring Dana Andrews. growing up into a troubled age, a young man seeking to change the world, a young man whose dreams became actions. This, we can see, was John Hancock. But the old lady can tell us more because she too had lived through the troubled years, had seen the outbreak of war between England and America, had watched history come alive in her own town. Yes, John and Sam Adams were talking there late one night. And there was plenty to talk about. The whole countryside was tense with excitement. Lydia and I joined in the talk occasionally, but mainly we listened. It was great talk between those two. The talk of men who knew they were on the verge of tremendous adventures. And then suddenly a horse clattered up to the front door and a rider 